folks. Welcome to a very artistic episode of Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. As always, I'm Scoot Magoot. I'm Lane. And we are bending the confines of the podcast format with <laughs> a fun little favorite album arts art episode, which I am very excited about. And Me too. I... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think we've talked about before that, you know, I mean, one of the reasons I love collecting physical media is because of the album art. However, uh, I think even more, you know, more so than ever, album art plays a huge role in music consumption in kind of the digital age, so to speak. Just because, I mean, we, we have such a an incredible torrent of new releases that are always coming at us all the time. And to sift through all of that and actually listen to it is just impossible. So not only is Almart a good barometer of you know the genre, what, what you might expect, but I would argue that it's, it's kind of, I mean, the least an artist can do to put their, or at least the first thing they can do to put their best foot forward. You know, if, if, if you're putting a, a really shitty album cover that doesn't really represent or poorly represents what you're trying to do artistically and musically. I mean, I, I just don't, you know, I don't think that's, I, I think that can hinder the listening experience. Uh, I mean, if, if the music is good enough, it'll obviously overcome. But I think that if you're not putting forward your best effort in kind of every category you can as an artist, it's, it's going to show, or usually it speaks to mm. what's, what's, what's contained therein. And alternatively, a great cover which obviously you can, you know, visualize as you're listening, can really enhance the listening experience. Uh, which I, yeah. I think, you know, I guess we can get into uh, your thoughts as well as our general process for picking albums. But I think for me, one of the biggest factors was, A, obviously, do I like the album in general? I didn't pick any albums that I didn't like. Uh, I mean, just every year there are phenomenal metal covers that come out, but I don't necessarily love all those albums. Um, but also, I think how does how does the album art interact with the music? Like, how how does it represent the listening experience? What you know? What does it what does it give you as the listener when you are trying to visualize something? Kind of put some some thoughts, put some memories, just kind of visualize what this could be. You know, what this could be the soundtrack to. Um, I mean, I don't think, and, and, you know, we don't necessarily play out a full scale, you know, full length movie in our heads when we listen to music, but I do think to some degree we're trying to connect music to our learned experiences and just general thoughts, either from what, you know, what the artist is saying, what the music sounds like. Um, and at this point, this is when I'm going to realize I've been prattling on uninterrupted <laughs> for too long and turn the floor over to you. To, for you to, to, to be fair... To be fair, I usually interrupt you, so uh, I, I didn't. I was being good. Hey, it's 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 um, a love love relationship. We're uh, we're yeah. a team here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I agree that you know that it's it is a such a crucial aspect of music consumption. Uh, I, I as ironic as that sounds, um, because you know, just given that you can't, you know, and, and, and unless you have synesthesia, you're not you're you're not you know, visualizing sound in a way or vice versa. Um, 
you know, but it is like having a visual identity attached to your music, I think is just so like, it, it really just completes the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it, it, it gets close to what, um, what, what Wagner would call what the, the Gesamtum worked, I think. Is, that, I, I, that really I, rolls I off probably the tongue. butchered that. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's for, for someone who speaks very little German to try to pronounce any German is, is, uh, a Herculean task. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, d- d- just this, this idea of, you know, being able to kind of bring forth, you know, not necessarily the meaning of an album, but sort of the general you know, spirit of an album, uh, whether that's its its themes or its sound, or ideally both, you know, in some sort of visual format. I think that's, you know, it, it, it just really, it, it completes the whole process. Um, though I will say when it, I, I, I think that there are cases of great albums having bad artwork and bad albums having great artwork absolutely yeah um and i think maybe the latter doesn't get uh emphasized as much as the former um but anyway it's it's an interesting thing um i will say that you know when it came to you know sort of what like my way of picking these i wasn't really having i wasn't really thinking of anything in particular that you know really got me like like, you know any sort of like parameters aside from i wanted to just own it like you know it it, like i just went through my discogs page and just was like oh yeah i forgot i love this thing you know and so i i was thinking more about stuff that i was like that that consistently comes back to my mind whenever i think of interesting album covers um that you know I, i i i'll i'll spoil it now i i think there is a connecting theme between all of them for me, uh, which I'll expound upon later. But, um, I mean, at least these three, but I mean, just in general, I mean, I, I just, there is something so attractive about finding an amazing album cover, um, you know, and, and just not, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of what makes a blind purchase so much fun. Mm. And maybe it's why, like, you know, our, our friend Andrew is, uh, you know, always keen to buy, you know, from like the one dollar bin and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. And, and I think part of the reason is that he'll look at an album cover and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll take a look at that. Uh, but but there are times where he'll just buy like blind bags, you know, and, and he'll just be able to go with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for me, like if, if I'm going blind, like I, I kind of want to have an idea of like what I'm getting, which I guess defeats the whole purpose of being blind. But um, like I, I, what I mean is like you know I, I kind of want it to be like you know and maybe an artist that I've never heard of, but who like an artist I've never listened to but has been recommended or, you know, an, an interesting album cover, you know, something like that. Um, so I just think it it plays such a key role, and even even regardless of the internet, I think it's just always played a key role since you know recording music really started being a thing. You know, even I mean, you could even make the case that like the labels that would go on to LPs back in the day, you know, are, were, you know, part of it too, you know, seeing like sort of the record company's logo, sort of the way that everything was typeset, you know, I, I, I think there's just an aesthetic about it Mm -hmm. that is just super cool. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I just, I really thought more about just what excited me and, and, you know, what really always came to my mind when I thought of cool album covers. And um, I guess, you know, after that, do you want to talk about just honorable mentions really quick before we kind of dive in? Yeah, I did a similar thing to you did. I went through, uh, went through Discogs and I downloaded way, 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 way too many album cover files. I just want to see them all next to each other, kind of, you know, do a vibe check. Um, so I don't know if you opened my folder yet, oh, but I have. I I, I didn't. I, I didn't really. I, I just put my three in, in our this little folder. Yeah, okay. I kind of went hand. This was more just like me playing out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Playing out the yes, exercise in my, <laughs> in my mind. And honorable mentions, this is uh, definitely not second tier in that. Oh, I'm surprised about a lot of these. Yeah, just uh, trying to whittle down to three. I ended up, I was trying to do like three plus seven. Um, you know, just do like an even top 10 to seven being unordered. Uh, I only got down to, I only got down to 12. So like, if you open the top three plus nine folder, my top three are in there. And then there's my honorable mentions there. Yeah. Um, I can uh, actually, I'm going to put a minute on the stopwatch just so I don't go over and start talking about my own mentions uh number one chelsea wolf uh, apocalypsis uh just love how her kind of possessed um lo-fi look on the cover matches the music really nicely uh dark side psychic i just love uh love the bubble and love the reflection just love it's like a really layered image the more you look at it and purple is my favorite color so that helps uh, Earth, the bees made honey in the lion skull, just an absolutely gorgeous photo that represents kind of the the arid music. Um, uh, Godspeed you, Black Emperor, F sharp, A sharp, Infinity, uh, a very apocalyptic lo-fi cover that matches the music nicely. Uh, Fontanelle, Vitamin F, just uh, very much reminded me of like a, I always forget his name, but the dude that does Mars Volta. Just kind of uh, a version of Jeff that, Jordan. yeah, and just really love the uh, um, love the vibe on that. Uh, yeah, the, the the animals with guns is is great. Yeah. Uh, Yellow House Grizzly Bear, just uh, it's a very kind of ornate rural but uh, layered folk record that matches the ornate Yellow House really nicely in the image of that. Uh, Cavalrotok. The self-titled. I could have picked any number of Baisley paintings. This is my favorite, both because I think it's great and also because I love owls. Uh, mountain goats getting into knives. Uh, this just like the collection of antique knives on this and the way they're placed. It just it, it struck me immediately. Uh, unfortunately, didn't love the album. It wasn't. It's not my favorite of theirs, but I still mm. I still like it. And the cover is just so easily the best in their discography. And finally, uh, which I've gone over a minute. I'm sorry. Sorrow and Extinction by Paul Bearer, just like the soaring, melodic, funereal-ish doom, epic doom matches the co- you know the cover matches that so perfectly. Just kind of like a traveler that's stranded and entering a new dimension. And again, purple is my favorite color. <laughs> All right, I-, I was I was looking through your um your honorable mentions at first before I realized you were talking about the three plus nine. I I for some reason that that didn't um occur to me that was confusing but I, I did just for at least for your viewing pleasure the yeah kind of the first rough drafts of i i am surprised about a lot of these though like uh but but it's funny i i was thinking of the fontanelle one as well as including that but i i ended up not 
including that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Apocalypsis. Um, I, I'm surprised about the Earth album, too. I thought that would be higher. But I think maybe the most surprising is is that uh, Replica by One of Tricks Point Never is in your honorable mentions. Because I, I thought that was going to be one of the ones that we would be talking about. I love the actual image. I think it's fantastic. Uh, that colorized version, I, like if, if that was the cover, I don't know. I, I, I just prefer that more than the black and white. And But obviously that's not the official cover. I think it was, it was yeah. my cover photo for a while was the, the, someone colorized it and it just looked, yeah. looked so cool. The other one that surprised me that. was No Converge. Uh, as much as I love Bannon's yeah. artwork, uh, my favorite by... I mean, I, I kind of didn't... I, I liked them all a lot, but just none rose to the top except for All We Love, We Leave Behind. And that was because of the track by track you know, full page color prints that he did for each song. Oh, yeah. But obviously that's not that's not the official cover art. So I just I didn't I didn't yeah. think it was fair to include that. Um but yeah those are my honorable mentions and very interesting. I, I did not do the same thing. I, I just have my top three in this folder. So I, I'm just gonna like just really quick go through all of my all of my honorable mentions. Um in alphabetic order because nerd um, <laughs> uh, the self-titled Bad Brains album should kind of be no surprise. Uh, Ophidian Hinosis by Barshasketh, uh, just an amazing like occultish black metal cover. Uh, Nightfall by Candlemass, which is I I I try to remember the guy's name, but it's a Hudson River School painting. Um, the self-titled Daughters album, which has like a bunch of these like fold out like pull out. Um, portraits of like crying women which is i don't know that there's just something so disturbing about them i love it mm -hmm. um no love deep web by death grips because <laughs> it's just funny yeah <laughs> like it's just like it, it's a good laugh um street cleaner by godflesh mm -hmm. uh which is a still from the film altered states our mm -hmm. uh, altered state i think uh which is a good movie I recommend people check that out um idol by horrendous uh amazing metal cover uh just fucking creepy uh, Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest. I gotta love that that weird aardvark bear thing. Uh, the Tank. I don't know. The, the, the Sentinel, I guess, is what it's called. Um, Ashes of the Wake by the Lamb of God. Uh, probably one of the first like album covers I really like, really loved. Uh, Amputecture by Mars Volta, uh, which is uh, Jeff Jordan's painting, Big Mutant. Um, and Justice for All by Metallica. Um, Eons by Neptunian Maximalism, which is kind of like a take on like Tibetan Buddhist demons, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, Porcupine Trees in Absentia, which is just kind of like a freaky album cover. Um, I, I like a lot of freaky album covers. Uh, the Fatal Land by The Prodigy, because crabs. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> gotta, gotta love that crab. Uh, I, I still love the, uh, yeah, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, the remix has, you know, or the, the remaster has, you know, the, just multiple crabs added, um, which is just perfect. Um, what Passes for Survival by Piron, which, I mean, anything by Carolyn Harris, I, I, that, that's her name, right? Carolyn Harrison? Yeah, Harrison. Yeah. Uh, any of her paintings are just amazing, yeah. but What Passes for Survival was, was the first one I saw that I really vibed with. Um... The self-titled Wrench Against the Machine album, because that is just, even regardless of its use as an album cover, it is just one of the most powerful photos ever taken. Um, 
stasis sounds for long distance space travel by 36 and Zake, which is, I don't know, it, it, it's not like a traditionally beautiful album cover, but I think it, it captures the vibe of the album really well. Mm-hmm. Um, 10,000 Days by Tool, because I just, I don't know, they, there's something just so interesting about that painting, uh, which is, it's called Net of Being by uh, Alex Gray. Um, I've thought about getting a print of it before because I just find it so interesting. And finally, um, Seizures and Barren Praise by Trap Them, mm. which was, um, you know, a Jacob Bannon doing the album art for that. Um, which is weird because I, I, I think I like that maybe more than any Converge album cover. <laughs> um, which is kind of weird to say. But, um, yeah. So, that yeah, is just like long list. But uh, do you want to get, let's just Unless you have any any little comments here, you want to just dive in? Uh, I am ready to dive in, and I'm just going to very quickly, uh, just so like all my three are in a folder, or just on their own, uh, for your edification. Um, yeah. So, just going alphabetical order, uh, my first pick my of my top three favorite album covers is Meriwether Post Pavilion by Animal Collective for a number of reasons. Um, So, you know, starting shallow, going deep. uh, Looks cool. Looks really cool. Uh, When you see it printed out, it it looks cool, fine, whatever. It's a neat pattern. When you see it on the screen, it creates a really interesting visual effect that I think is really cool. And it's just, I don't know, it... I remember buying the CD and being like, oh, this is a neat pattern. But actually seeing it online for the first time, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it represents, for that reason, the music extremely well. Obviously, it's a very uh, extremely chromatic, colorful, bright, vibrant take on psychedelic pop, electronic music. And I think the fact that it's better experienced digitally speaks to kind of the neo psychedelia movement that they were a huge part in popularizing. Uh, just the way that they brought new ideas to just those you know broader psychedelic music universe, um, and just the, I I just think it, it immediately like you you see the cover. I mean, this is true for a lot of their album covers, but this one in particular is is my favorite record of their theirs. Um, I've slowly warmed up to their other material over time. I just, I, I don't love it as much as this album, but the, this album is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And I just love, I just love the, the layers when you start unpacking this, uh, you know, what this cover means, how it vibes with the, uh, with the music and how it, it, it kind of speaks to uh, the new age of psychedelic music. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this this album cover is just instant vibes. I mean, you know, I, I, I've I loved the illusion of it for a long time. I've always found that really cool mm-hmm. to look at. Um, I never realized, like, how much stuff is kind of, like, going on underneath it, yeah. too, until I, like, really started looking at it. But I'm also thinking about it now. This is kind of like a like a psychedelic take on um Merce Bass Paul Steeman in a way <laughs> like that album cover like it has that same kind of like bump to de bump 
you know. <laughs> yeah. To 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 use the um the the professional term. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it, it is a fascinating album cover for sure, and I think it just it really does it, it like I I love when an album cover really communicates the album, you know, and I I like I I think that's just like an indication of just a great cover, yeah, you know that it's you know on top of being visually pleasing that it also represents kind of what you're gonna listen to, mm-hmm. um, and just. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I've ever listened to Barry Weather in full, um, but I mean, I, from what I've heard of it, I'm like, yeah, this is like right on. So I think it's I, I maybe I'm showing my stripes that like you know never never listened to Mary Weather, have listened to Strawberry Jam, but <laughs> you know, I, I will but say we, it has when they're focused, they're just uh, untouchable. They're amazing. The problem is that a lot of their albums are just kind of shockingly unfocused. Just mm. they, you know, they have just exceedingly long drones, you know, mumbling passages, like a like a lot of rep, like just a lot of repetition. And I feel like this has some of their most focused songwriting, some of their best hooks. Um, and I will mention just because I saw it today, they did a Tiny Desk concert. And it was pretty good. It, the I like the new album, and they did all stuff for the new album. Uh, they had a fifth member who was just cutting colored construction paper, <laughs> and that was that was he just his, he was wearing a wearing like a robe, had his face painted blue, and was just yeah, just cutting colored paper. I I, I gotta watch this now. It's because interesting. I, I love that. Uh, the interesting, <laughs> also finally, sorry, I'm taking it, but uh, I, <laughs> there's a joke about um, someone commented, "Isn't interesting that only one of the members of Animal Collective has a name that's an animal?" <laughs> and it was it was a joke because it said, uh, "You know, the members are Avitar, Panda Bear, Deacon, and Geologist." And the joke was like, Panda Bear comes to the band meeting. All right, guys, what what, what animals did you pick for your names? <laughs> and everyone else picks something different. Um, Someone picks a fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, geologists the study of rocks, but yeah, still. And, and what's interesting is I think their newest album is the first one in a couple, you know, the first album in a while that has all. Like, not every album has all four members on it. Every album has at least two. And then, obviously, they all have a bunch of their own solo stuff. But it's interesting that, depending on the release, you're going to get a different experience because there's going to be, you know, different creative minds at play. Um, Meriwether Post Pavilion being one of those albums that did not have everyone on it. It had uh, um, Deacon, who, you know... I will say A.V. Terror and Panda Bear are kind of the two people known for their solo stuff. I don't think Geologist and Deacon have done much that I'm at least aware of, but mm. this is getting off topic, and yeah. I've talked about my pick. All right. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll hard pivot to uh, mine, my first one, which I, I just did mine in alphabetical order um, because, again, nerd. That's, that's just how I rolled, bro. Yeah. Um, and... It is uh, Welcome Oblivion by How to Destroy Angels, mm. which is a uh, side project of uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. But Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, 
uh, Ross Sheridan, who does the album cover here, and Trent Reznor's wife. And I can't remember her name, and that makes me look pretty shitty. But she is an amazing vocalist. Um, nonetheless, talk about the album cover. I, I feel like I'm kind of cheating here because I, I love this album cover specifically, but I think I'm talking about this more for the entire visual component of this album. Um, because just the way, like, I, I guess Ross Sheridan, like, kind of, um, like, glitched out old VHS tapes and then took pictures of it. Uh, which is, I, I, like, I, I guess, like, because I, I've, I've started dabbling in video art this year a little bit. And so, you know, from the little I know, that's not exactly a new, profound thing. Mm. But, like, when I first knew about it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so cool. And, like, just the way it comes out is just so goddamn cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I just think it, like, it kind of... I don't know, it's tough to describe, like, it, it just captures, like, this mysterious quality um, of the album that, like, you you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, that it's, like, you know, something electric, you know, or, like, electronic, and, you know, like, vaguely glitchy, but, you know, beyond that, there, there's kind of, like, this, you know, hidden, you know, aspect of it that you don't really know, mm-hmm. um... And I don't know, I just think it, it just does that really well. And I, I, I just, like, I love seeing, like, glitch art. Like, I'm a really big fan of glitch art. And I just think this is just such a great, great um, example of glitch art. Like, you know, that isn't, you know, it, it, it isn't over the top in its complete destruction of the image. Uh-huh. It, But it, it is nonetheless such a uh, huge part of it, you know. So I I just I love this album. Yeah, unfortunately, I I think I only listened to their self-titled EP, oh, um, which is great too. Which is also another great album cover. Yeah, uh, but, but for you know for whatever reason, just didn't follow the band that closely. I remember you know you recommended them back in the day, and I really liked them. Um, I feel like when I think of the band, this specific style, this specific cover really speaks to what I remember them sounding like really nicely. I, I feel like this could also be the cover to like like an A24 style retro oh, horror movie. Like I just I could see that. I just I, I mean I love the colors I love the quality like I, I mean there's nothing well I think it's, it's a really really great skill to do something lo-fi but still high quality if that makes sense where like yeah. you're kind of capturing the vibe you're you're capturing the aesthetic of lo-fi but it doesn't it's not like you know bad you know like you can go the easiest example is like lo-fi black metal like there are definitely bands who have like lo-fi plain covers but still like give up that vibe and they're still interesting and then there are plenty that are just like bad just, just kind of crappy and I love yeah. how this this captures that beautifully and just the colors he was able to capture this is yeah this is awesome yeah ross sheridan is just a huge like i i love his work i mean i I, you know just a i i guess i don't know how many people know this about me but uh i was originally uh a graphic design student uh when i first uh entered college and you know i wanted to design album covers and it was because of ross sheridan Mm -hmm. at least in part that i wanted to do so 
because I just found his work to be like that in light, like just that interesting and just like inspiring. So, um, yeah, I mean, just just amazing, amazing artist. You know, I think he just does a great job with just the whole visual, uh, you know, aspect of this album. If you look at the um, the liner notes, you know, there are a lot more of you know sort of images in the same style that all just really are just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple other ones that I might like a little more that are on it, but I think this is the one I, I you know, obviously this is the album cover, so, you know, I, but but I still think it, it, I don't know, it gets the point across, you know, just really enjoy it, so. No, that's, I honestly, I don't think I've, I didn't know who this was, because I don't think I've ever seen the album cover to this before, so. It's, it's a good, it's a good project, it's an underrated project, I don't think it gets a lot of attention. And um, immediately when you said How to Destroy Angels, I was like, oh, like, you know, like, I think that's, you know, that's what you want to go for when you're developing a mm-hmm. recover. It speaks to not only the album, but the band. I remember as a quick aside, I saw the cover for, I didn't know who Cage was. He's kind of like an indie emo rapper from back in the day. He released an album that with a cover that looks like it could have been um, for the used or like a 2000s emo band. And I said, I was like, oh, that's, that's really sick. And then I realized it was kind of like a lame rapper. And I was like, oh, well, that's less sick. <laughs> uh, I'm not as excited about this. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it, you want to represent the band and the album really well. And I think this does that super well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, are you going in alphabetic order? or? Um... Yeah, and I guess everything I just said is actually a good segue into the next uh, next album, which is a mine, Sunbather by Def Heaven. Um, this, I feel like this is, there's no way to say this without sounding like melodramatic, but seeing the cover and then listening to Dreamhouse, the first single, single, I, I just, I just had a feeling this was going to be a big release. I mean, I had no idea how well, you know, well received it was going to be, um, but I, it just, it just had something like an extra oomph to it, for lack of better, you know, phrasing. Mm. Um, it just, it was the the typeface is. I mean, it, it's ext- extremely elegant, simple. Uh, the typeface works really well against the kind of gradient pink backdrop which I think that's what if it was just I mean I, I love the cover as is if it was just okay I picked pink whatever like it's kind of like it doesn't necessarily enhance the experience as you know that much the what he was going for with this and the, the artist's name escapes me um, was when you're staring at it and you close your eyes and you look at the sun the specific you know, kind of pa- pink pattern that you see, mm. you know, kind of like illuminating your eyelids and just that immediately, um, I don't know, that is just such a cool, cool decision. And even though it's, it's super simple, just like what it says, you know, with the, that color choice, but also just the typeface and the presentation. I mean, prior to this with their demo, with their debut Rose to Judah, which is also a really cool cover, but it, it very much look that, that, that was a john Baisley painting wasn't it uh i don't know i don't think it was a little simple for him i don't think i don't know let me look up that look that up quickly 
Um, I, I can look it up, but you can just... Yeah, but I think, I think that one, one of the things that was so striking about this was the fact that, you know, obviously they were, they were still doing black gaze, they were still doing... Um, yeah, it wasn't... It was R. Sawyer. Yeah, never I don't know who that is. And yeah. uh, the artist for Sunbather, I believe, is uh, um, Nick Nick Steinart, who's in Touche Amore. Yes, that that's that's right. That's okay. right. I remember that. Interesting. Now. Um, but just the fact that like this kind of demonstrated their transition to something a little bit different. You know, I think Rose Judah was a really striking. You know, it definitely caught people's attention in terms of what it did with Black Gaze and post-Black Metal. I think Sunbather was something else entirely. And, and I don't mean to say that they did something completely different from what people had done. You know, I think people... I think it definitely, as much as I love Sunbather, as much as it was cool to see a metal album get this much acclaim, it was overrated in the sense that this is not a unique sound. But the way... I, I, I truly believe that the way they approached the sound was was unique you know it definitely mm -hmm. had a little bit of more urban flair i mean if you're reading the lyrics the, the the famous you know i'm dying is a blissful refrain at the end of dream house um yeah i mean i just think it was it's just it's an iconic cover and i really love how it connects to their evolution as a band and you know what it says you know kind of how it translates into just kind of you know the experiencing shoegaze just you know, closing your eyes, looking at the sun, just letting it all wash over you. Um, um, I I really like. I think what always stood out the most. I mean, I, obviously, the, I think the color for this album, but I I really like the typography. Yeah, always interested me the most because like you know he manages to include just enough so you know what is what is actually saying, unlike um. Like, if you ever look at the cover for David Bowie's Black Star, you know, like, that's supposed to be saying Bowie underneath. Oh, it, I honestly um, never knew that. Yeah. Or I, maybe I knew that and forgot about it because it's really not clear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, like, this is a great example of doing it well. Um, and also not being kind of, like, up your own butt with, with your album art, you know? <laughs> kind of. I, honestly, I kind of see it now, but only because you said that. I would have never... Yeah. I just Google Black Star. I would have never got that otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's still not as bad as the um, the next day album cover that's just, you know, a white square over heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I, I'm not here to, to, to shit on that guy, though. I it, It's more... I, I, I just think that it's it's such a great example of minimalism, you know, being done extremely well. Um, and I, I mean, I love, you know, seeing like beautiful typography and sort of seeing, um, you know, different ways to play around with it. Um, so, yeah, no, this is just such a beautiful cover. I, I really need to just buy Sunbather at some point because um, I don't own it, but I don't really think I've listened to it that much. So. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think it's as... I mean, I do think it's slightly... Uh, it's slightly overrated again just because of people wrote about it. Like, if they invented Black Gaze and post-Black Metal, which obviously is not true. Yeah. But I do think that they approach the genre in an interesting way. And I don't know, man. Like, there's there's something to be said about, you know... Like, I, I knew multiple people, you know, one friend in particular 
who had literally had no interest in black metal heard the hullabaloo that album you know borrowed it for me and then now he's into the genre not like crazy but you know i don't think he would have checked out even like the the surface level of black metal bands if not for... oh yeah i mean i i i feel like this like some either is maybe the most mainstream that metal has gotten since like the 80s yeah absolutely and you know of course people oh it's not a true metal album i'm like i don't know it's 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 a metal album yeah it, you know definitely definitely could be heavier in the sense of of a metal album but i don't know i just sometimes sometimes uh that's been a joke about uh you know hey ladies you know what the new, you know there's a metal ending to the new stranger things season i i didn't know that yeah like the, the, a plot point is is something like one of the characters plays like metal characters plays master puppets in a in a, in a oh okay in an integral yeah, scene I, and people were like hey i, I have heard that hey ladies so, like you you know because of stranger things you might be into metal metalheads now i can i can confirm to you that we are truly awful and so <laughs> but because because even so like like metallica was posting about it and people were like oh so sorry for the fake metallica fans metallica was like hey man like anyone's welcome to listen to us and if they like master puppets there's probably a lot of uh songs that they'll like in oscography too it's like if someone has to everyone has to start somewhere like it reminds like yeah. metalheads sometimes remind me of the guy who is just starting at the the gym you know he hasn't been for a while and he's doing his best like on his first try and people make fun of him like oh that guy fucking sucks it's like all right well you know everyone's been there at some point you know like when i look yeah when i think oh, back yeah. to the metal albums i liked growing up you know i, I cringe a little bit but it, that's why i'm here I mean, I, today i you know guitar hero was a big part of me getting into music yeah you know? like and you know it sounds kind of cringy but like you know like you said you got to get there somewhere absolutely it, it's, yeah and uh i think somebody there was that album for people um yeah so yeah i have so i i guess we'll talk about my uh my next cover um which is uh white light from the mouth of infinity by swans um which is kind of ironic because it's maybe my least favorite swans album um <laughs> Though I, I, I've I've grown to like it, you know, it, it's just, I, I feel like I would probably rather listen to any other Swans album. Uh, though it, Better Than You is, is a pretty fun song. Um, anyway, I, this is just such a weird, I mean, I, I you know, if, if you haven't kind of figured out the, the prevailing theme with all of the album covers that I'm going to pick, it's uh, kind of like uncanny valley, like uncanniness, I guess. Because there is something about about this album cover that is just so disturbing to me. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it. I don't really know if it's because the this rabbit character is sitting, you know, standing in a pool of blood. Um, I, I, I it's more like. I mean, I, I think that's part of it. You know, like, like because yeah, it, it's it's like a kind of like a Lynchian thing where like you kind of like innocence, and then just kind of like one little disturbing thing that's just a little bit off, and it just completely shifts everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more just like the way I, I mean, first of all, like like just the textures and sort of like how it's like this impressionist painting almost like in the background anyway. Like you have all these clouds and everything, and just sort of the way space kind of like it, it feels like the space is kind of like compressed mm-hmm. um 
but I don't know. It's just something about the way this thing looks. Maybe that his carrot looks like a gun in a way. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just every time I look at this, I feel like I get kind of like sucked into it and I just can't help but just look at it and just be like, what the fuck is going on in this thing? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I love because obviously there's the companion the, album. Uh, yeah, Love of Life. Yeah, which uh, I love when album art kind of gives you a peek into, like a peek into a universe that'll never exist. Like obviously this is, you know, mm. this co- the, the, the concept of this album art is not going to be made into like another digital property, but it it just is like what like what exactly like what is this who is this character like what what is happening in this world this weird like disturbing bunny child with a you know is the carrot a gun is it a sword is it an erection (laughs) um like i i I just realized too that bunny uh, rabbits make up uh, a part of uh david lynch's inland empire but anyway (laughs) just yeah it's just i i think part of it is that a lot of um it's just it's really a striking part of their discography i mean honestly most of their album covers are uh, fine like Bad. minimal yeah i mean like <laughs> they're not they could be i think they could be worse but they're definitely not i they, they 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 range from like okay to just plain lazy yeah frankly exactly you know I, I, like the leaving meaning one is is maybe my favorite just just because, like and I mean that like ironically because it's literally he's just like fuck it like l- l- let's just put the text and nothing else on on this album cover. Yeah, and it really kind of went downhill. Like I, I thought um, the seer was was really interesting. I loved the uh, the dog butthole. That's the best part um, <laughs> on, the, on, on the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which the first time I saw that, I'm like, this is amazing. I did not notice this the first time. Um, did you notice it because of the um, the Fantano? What's in my bag? No, I, I, uh, oh, I, I think, I think I bought the CD and just like tore it open. I don't know. I, I just didn't, it, I didn't stare at the back hard enough first. And I think it was when I was putting it away. I was like, wait a second. Like, what is that? What's that supposed to be? And I was like, holy shit, that's his bundle. Um, but yeah, I remember <laughs> that's one of the best moments that episode where he, he realizes in real time. Like, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it was like scripted or anything. It was funny that he was like holy shit i just realized that that's what this is yeah um but yeah like definitely from there like uh to be kind i'm like all right it's a it's a weird baby head that's fine and then yeah all of the baby heads yeah yes. and then leaving meaning it's like okay so you're not you're not trying anymore um but yeah or the glowing man which is just like oh like let, 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 let's kind of do like a cardboard cutout almost oh, yeah, of like just like a, like a you know the kind of an arm yeah <laughs> But yeah, this it sticks out in the discography. It's a really cool figure. Yeah, I'm totally with you. This is a, a great pick. Yeah, I, I don't really have a ton much else to say. I, I just think it's just so arresting in in its presentation. Um, I, I really wish that I could find like a print of it that didn't have like the text on it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would hang that up and just look at it like all day. Yeah, it's yeah there's just something so mesmerizing about it and like just again just uncanny as fuck you know like you just don't know what the hell's going on 
Exactly. It's just it's just yeah. a universe you'll never be a part of. It's just there's so much mystery around it. Is this you know part of like a fucked up universe, or, or like rather, excuse me, is this part of like a kids novel? You know, like if it was slightly more normal, it'd be like you know, is this, um, you know, could this be like an, an old, you know, Norwegian kids story? But because oh, it's could. presented, that, oh, yeah, I like that. But because it's presented the way it is, it's like, wait a second, like this is this seems much more mysterious. Oh no, no, it, it could still be a Norwegian. I mean, like, like have you ever? Yeah, I guess it's, it's true. like those, you know, the German fairy tales with like, you know, the person cuts off children's thumbs so they don't suck their thumbs anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like fairy tales are fucked up, man. Like, the, the, yeah. it could totally fit. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to talk about your uh, your final pick? Yes, I do. Um, it is Mad Villainy by Mad Villain. Uh, I was a little surprised that I picked this, but I think the more I looked at it, uh, I mean, it's it's just an extremely iconic cover at this point. Um, and a reference to uh, the first Madonna album, like or I, I well, I I think it's unintentional, but oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Let me let me quickly look that up because uh, yeah, but like um, a, a, he's he's like in the same pose as as she is, and it's still, it also has that red square. I feel like that can't be an accident then. Oh wait, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of a different album cover, maybe um, because it doesn't have the red square, but it does have a sing, uh, similar kind yeah. of like you know angle to everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, MF Doom has a really, um, you know, really iconic mask. You know, it's something that, uh, um, you know, if if you're at all familiar with like abstract hip hop, you're like, oh, that's MF Doom. Um, And I just, I think what this sticks out to me is this is maybe not a, a a great deal of deeper meaning like the other two album covers, but I think the first time. I think getting into hip hop a little bit more deeply was one of the barriers for me is that a lot of like classic hip hop albums have kind of bad album art. Not necessarily yeah. like, but just kind of like it's just dudes on a dudes in the street, dudes I, in a car. You know, I, I on my like long long list, uh, Enter the Wu Tang was on there because I found that I find that to be a really like because it's mysterious. it's different yeah it's it, like they, they do something different with the format whereas if you look i mean if you just scroll through golden age hip-hop a lot of the times it's just kind of the, just dudes posing yeah so, sometimes ways. it's great like paid in full <laughs> which yeah, is like the most well, 80s fucking album cover you'll ever see but yeah it's yeah. not universally bad and i would say in general like it's not terrible again like, it doesn't you know it, it fits what you're going for with um with the record but or like you know like with that style of music, but I, I will say it's not the most visually captivating. Mm. I think what I love about this is that I mean I mean it's one of my favorite albums of all time. But also, it 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 speaks to that format in a unique way. Like just the the black the really striking black and white. The fact that he's the only focal point. You know, typically you're used to seeing, you know, just the rapper's face. You know, typical, um, typical kind of like sideways hat whatever like that kind of garb and i feel like that sounded a lot more derogatory than i meant it 
Uh, there's nothing wrong with how rappers dress. I was just, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying. I, I felt like it sounded a little bit like they they don't wear their pants on. Their waist. <laughs> that's, that's not what I meant. Um, but yeah, obviously, you're not expecting when you see a hip hop album to see the lead MC wearing a metal mask referencing a the villain from Fantastic Four. Um, but I think what brings it together for me, as slight as it is, is just the orange square in the corner. Yeah, I feel like it just adds just the right amount of contrast where you still have mf dune as the focal point but it's just it's just something well yeah a little it, bit it, it kind of like rebalances it in a way yeah exactly like it's just it's such a subtle note that i i think that's probably my favorite part is that it's this this really like real relatively small detail that just really brings a, an already interesting cover together and yeah just a really really big really big fan yeah. of everything about this album. Also, I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. It says um, that he noticed... So, I guess the... So, um, Eric... or Yeah, so Eric Coleman, I think, uh, took the photo, but Jeff Jank, who is the art director, edited it, and he said that it... that he noticed that it looked very much like the Madonna album cover, um, and that he actually added the, uh, the square said uh it says uh, thinking that the artwork needed something distinctive comparing it to the orange o on the madonna cover so not not oh, totally wrong there oh that's really cool uh yeah it, it is like such a weird like little like accidental shout out uh <laughs> it's kind of like the last <laughs> shout out you'd think of too <laughs> but yeah no i mean it's, I, it is like i mean it's, again it's another case of like less being more Mm-hmm. Um, in just the best way possible. And I, I really like how, you know, I mean, the, the, that orange square is the only color in the entire image. Yeah. And yet it just, I don't know, it, it's so weird how, how much that adds to that. I mean, it, it, it is weird saying that the orange square is your favorite part of it because it's also, I mean, it's like my favorite part too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. it really is though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, and I, I think... Um, this might sound really superficial, but you know, I, I just with album art, you know, making making grids back in the day for heavy blog. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put most hip hop albums on there. Like when I was listening to like old school shit, because I just thought, like, I mean, I like aesthetic. <laughs> you know, like when I make those grids, like you know, because I, I usually have way more than nine albums. Uh, I'll, I'll like, I'll. I'll Put out, you know, I will not include albums just because I don't think it's visually interesting. Like, I want to make something that looks cool. And, like, that was kind of, that was kind of what, um, I don't know, like, that, that was one of the first album covers where I was, like, in that context. It's kind of a, as I say it, it's a little goofy, but I just feel like it was one of the first times where I was, like, I feel like this you know represents the hip you know the hip-hop contained therein really nicely um it's a great cover and the hip-hop on the record is just awesome so yeah i was uh yeah i was just very 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 uh glad that i this caught my eye i mean i think obviously given that i was getting into hip-hop at some point this album would have come up i mean it's one of the more celebrated hip-hop albums in the last several years but i think specifically you know just see 
it's the first hip hop album I can remember where I saw it and was like, wow, it just was extremely, it was just striking to me that like this, this is something I really, really want to listen to. Mm. Like it just, I, I want to know what's, what's under the mask, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> metaphorically, you know, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, 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 literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, it is a really cool album cover. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those albums that took me a long time to get around to for sure but i mean i'm I'm glad that i did come around to it um it's one of those things because you you mentioned how he basically uses the i mean he does he's the exact same flow throughout the entire album it's one of those things where you know when someone points something out you listen to it again and you're like actually this doesn't like i noticed it but it didn't really it didn't bother me um whereas there are other times where when you know i'll use this example again with vincent bennett and the acacia strain where like just once I heard he did this like that same vocal tick over and over again, I just like you can't unhear I, it. I, I I just couldn't unhear it, and I still listen to it. when I need some chugs. I'll put on the Acacia Strain, but it definitely definitely doesn't. I'm not as excited about it, at, you know, as I used to be. I mean, for a number of reasons as well. But um, yeah, great great album. Yeah. All right, so I guess we'll talk about my. Uh my last yeah, cover and this is the only one that uh, in mentally i was like i think he's probably gonna oh yeah yeah I, I, I mean yeah. i i think i've referenced this album cover on like at least two different episodes before yeah and it's it's probably my favorite album cover like ever uh it's uh venetian snares cover it's it's he it's under the name v snares uh the album's called uh two three seven zero eight nine four so you know just rolls <laughs> off the tongue um it's it, i think it's kind of like a b-sides remix sort of thing um but i i love it just as an album unto itself but the album cover is really what brought me to it and it is just i mean so so for those who aren't looking at it i mean i would urge you to to look it up but if you aren't in a place to look it up um not that it's inappropriate but it's like one of those old toy phones that kids used to have but it's been melted and, and, and like heat damage in a fire uh, mm. and it is just one of the most uncanny things I've ever seen and like that is the reason I love this thing so much because it's just <laughs> like uh, I, I mean I okay and another thing that I've referenced before um, there is an interview with Charlie Rose uh, where he or Charlie Rose interviews uh, David Foster Wallace who at that time had written um, uh, an article about David Lynch uh, because he was on the Lost Highway set. Um, and Rose asks Wallace, you know, what does Lynchian mean? You know, and because he's like, oh, you know, people always use this. And, you know, Wallace's answer, like to paraphrase, is kind of just like, you know, uncanny, but it's sort of the idea of sort of the mundane and the banal meeting the horrifying. And mm-hmm. his example was that, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, had heads in his fridge, but he also had like milk, Yeah, you know, uh, and I think it's it. This is kind of like the same thing, but kind of like collapsed into one, like one single image that you take yeah. like this, this child toy and you just mess with it just a little bit. And suddenly like you're like, oh, no, like, what the fuck? Um, I mean, this is so. I, I I love just how on brand this is for Aaron Funk, who's uh you know the person behind Venetian Snares. 
because um, I mean he just like he will come up with these album covers sometimes or just like these these themes even you know he has an album called uh, Doll 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 that's literally about child murder and like like samples uh, a testimony of like convicted child murderers mm-hmm. and uh, you know like yeah, I, I mean, got got to give him credit. You know, he's he's really like committing to to the theme. You know, <laughs> but yeah. it's like <laughs> I don't. It's just it's so. Oh, just, I mean, it, it, like I think while the Swans album is like mesmerizing, this is like horrifying. <laughs> like, but like it, it it's like you can't look away. Like it's it, it it's like an like an ethical car crash almost that like. You can't look away, but you don't feel bad about not being able to look away. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it, it's just such a fantastic album cover. And I think, you know, it really just, it works with the music. Because, I mean, if you've ever listened to Venetian Snares, like, it is just chaotic and disturbing. And just all sorts of, like, fucked up. And, you know, I, I think to some it might just not even be music because it just feels like absolute chaos sometimes. But I mean, it, it it just works. It just works on all levels for me. Um, I think the only complaint I have about the album cover is kind of is the uh, the Planet Moo um, uh, logo in the uh, bottom left hand corner. Um, mm. Which I mean, it, it, it works. I mean, it's there. But like, I think if it, if it had just been V snares two three seven zero eight nine four and just this image, like I, I I don't think you need anything else. Um, yeah. Yeah, just love this album cover. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's great, and I love the um, the comparison we were talking about with kind of the the horrifying meeting, you know, the innocent. I know that's not exact; those not exactly the words you used, but yeah, I think this totally captures that so well. Um, and I, I think for me. I mean, a lot of times, I think just in general, if you look at, you know, not that the, you know, we talked about them, but like the the long list I included, mm. I think the majority of what I picked were paintings, not necessarily photographs. But like when you're photographing an object for, you know, obviously you can have paintings, you can have usually a picture of, of the, the band members, but when you're photographing a scene or an object, um, I feel like it's... When it works, it's really impactful because you're 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 photographing something from the world, real world, a real object that could speak to your music and what you're, uh, you know, what you're trying to represent. And I just this is such a striking image. It's so mm. eye catching. And you know, I haven't listened to a ton of Venetian Stairs, but from what I listen to their to his music, it's just so so on point with you know what what you can expect. Um, it, it lives up to the hype, so to speak. Kind of like really unique electronic music, where you know this is a very unique cover. Uh, I was pretty sure you're going to talk about this. Yeah. I'm glad you did because it's a very, very cool. It's a cool cover. It's you know really, really well done, and it really speaks to you know kind of what we were what we're talking about with with you know th- throughout this entire episode. Yeah, th- I mean, th- this is the only album cover that going in, I knew I had to have on the list. Um, yeah. the, the other ones I just kind of looked, looked, looked through and I'm like, oh yeah, this is amazing. I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, just because I, I, I don't know. It, like I, I just like, I feel like I need, like when we talk about 
cool album covers, whenever I talk about cool album covers with somebody, I just always bring this thing up because I just find it so fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't really have anything more to say about it because it's just, you know, you you, you, you kind of just have to look and, and like, you know, just wonder. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, I think it, maybe I should just mention that on the physical like album you know um on the other side on the back uh they have like the regular or i i don't think it's the same actually actually like the same phone or like the same style but it's like a similar sort of toy phone um you know so it like it, it in that way it's almost like um the uh live evil album cover the miles davis album cover where you have like mm. you know the good on one side and evil on the other uh though i i, I feel like this is a little more insidious than that <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah which i mean n- n- now that i think about it i mean bitches brew could be could have been you know a good shout out too but you know th- th- there's so many great album covers out there that i mean I-, I deleted a lot from like my honorable mentions just because i think it would just take up too much time um yeah i i'm definitely I think the the people in the middle and end of the alphabet got the short end of the stick uh, when I was going through Discogs because after a while I was like I had so many tabs open. I was like, <laughs> All right, I gotta because I totally forgot about Bitches Brew, but that definitely would have at least made my long list because that's an excellent, yeah, excellent cover. And I think we didn't even get to um, gatefolds. It just like the extra dimension that can yes add to it. One of one of my long list I uh, was. Uh, uh, Relayer by Yes, which is not one of their more celebrated albums, but it's just such a, such a an awesome. I don't think I've scene. ever seen that. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, though. It's it's funny because it was. Uh, let me. I'll try to after we get off. I'll try to find the article. But Basley picked his favorite his favorite album art of all time, and he picked Relayer. And he he started off by saying like I fucking hate Yes's music. <laughs> but I, but I love I love this cover, this, and I think it you, would. You, this is an interesting cover for sure. Yeah, and you could, but like you definitely you get the snake, you get the full effect when you open it up the gatefold. Yeah, um, yeah, you, you can see the little bit of the snake on like the beginning of the um, that that is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are our our favorites. Yeah. So um, I think I guess yeah. Do you want to talk about albums of the week then? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first this time. Why not? Yeah. Um, so, I had on, because uh, I finally started listening to, like, all the new stuff that I've, you know, purchased that I think we were talking about uh, in a couple episodes ago. Um, and then uh, I happened to get something in, in between then that I was very psyched about. I've had this album pre-ordered all year, basically, which you, you probably already know it now. Um, but you know, listening to it, really blown away. It's uh, the new solo album from Greg Pucciato from uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. It's called oh, Mirror nice. Cell. Uh, another great album cover. I think it's actually like a photograph of the inside of an eye. Um, yeah, that, that was my first thought. When I saw yeah, because I mean, I, I I've seen like those those photos before when, when they have to photograph your eye like in an optometry office, and like that's what it looks like. But anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, amazing, really, really just fantastic follow-up to uh, Child Soldier, Creator of God. Um, I, and I, I feel like it, it takes 
basically all of my criticisms about that album and and just like eliminates them like almost completely mm-hmm. um you know it's much shorter uh it's like about 44 minutes if i remember right you know but i think more than that i, I think the biggest criticism i had of child soldier was um uh, sort of the lack of cohesion in sort of the songs like it, it felt like it was kind of like a smattering of all these different songs which you know he admitted to you know he was like i don't give a shit like i'm just putting everything here and this is you can just deal with it um <laughs> which i mean are you really surprised um you know and i i felt like you know i i loved that album you know that was one of my favorite albums of the year i still i think it's a great album despite you know sort of that lack of cohesive sound this i felt like was just completely like it just like every song felt distinctive but it really felt like it belonged on the album you know you have a lot of this guitar like guitars on like every single track you know and there's kind of like this production quality to it that you know just feels like every song has um you know but at the same time you know he was doing a lot of different things you know he had some tracks that were more you know metal and punk where he's like really just getting vicious on vocals but then he has something more along the lines of like what he would almost do with black queen but like a little more of a rock edge um yeah it was it was just such such a great listen uh i can't wait to put this thing on again uh and i mean shout out to federal prisoner which is uh, the record label that you know he he started um with jesse raxler i think his name is who is a visual artist who i think i'm assuming uh, did the album cover um because they really turned this thing around like really fast like you know this thing's been on pre-order for a while but you know when it came out you know they like on the website they're like oh we are shipping cds like hopefully by this date and like on that date i was about to email them and i checked my phone and they're like oh yeah it's already shipped and it's like i nice yeah i mean just like Considering that it's a super small indie label, I, I don't think like anybody else is really attached to it for the most part. Um, you know, it's basically just Greg's label, and like I, you know, it's Jesse Raxler's label. You know, you know, just considering that, you know, just the quality, like just in terms of just like actually wanting to get your product out there, I don't. It, it's super admirable. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just positive vibes all around. Nice. Yeah. That's great. I have not listened to it yet, but it is definitely on my list. I need to need to prioritize it, that. Yeah, it, it's super worth it. It's it's really it's it's just, you know, I I feel like some I I think maybe if there's a criticism, I think it's maybe that I think you know, I think there's so much cohesion that I think sometimes certain songs could sound similar, but I, again, I, I I don't I think that would be really nitpicking because I feel like there's a lot of variety on the album as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everything, if I remember correctly, the criticisms I had of his last album, um, it sounds like you are saying they he kind of tweaked and improved. So I am definitely definitely interested in that. Yeah, sweet. Well, after several weeks of picking, I think I've picked older albums every week for a very long time, um, I have a brand new album that just came out I think a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe last week. Uh, let me see if I can look at that up real quick. 
unfortunately, these guys released a really, really good album at the beginning of last year. Oh, yeah, July 8th, so it just came out. Um, really great album beginning of last year in the kind of broader art rock, art punk, post-punk, weird rock universe. I, I, I then... think I know what band you're talking about. Can, can I just take a guess? Sure. Uh, is it the new Viagra Boys album? It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, Welfare Jazz was awesome. It was like post-punk, dance-punk, art-punk with prominent saxophone. Welfare Jazz, the beginning of last year. Then Black Mini came out. Then Black Country New Road came out. You know, Squid. They just they got totally pushed off to the side. So I'm hoping their new record, Cave World, um, gets them the attention they deserve because it is, excuse me, fan fantastic just on first listen i was like this is going to be one of my favorites of the year period it's just so so good it's incredibly danceable but also extremely well paced um you know it's not just a bunch of you know several upbeat dance punk tracks in a row like they did a really good job of spacing things out of, of making it you know making it all to come together making it all work where you know there was different ideas at play the lyrics are really punchy and snarky like the when the grooves are on they are on just uh like probably the maybe the most excited i've been about a new record this year i just was like really blown away on first listen uh, and i was hoping because i remember loving welfare jazz but then in a way you know i'm not you know i'm not immune to this too i definitely gravitate more towards the albums i mentioned and I just really was. I really hope that they get their day in the sun. Of course, as Black Midi's coming out with a new album this this year, and Black Country no Road already came out with a new album. Yeah, uh, which obviously not. But, but both of this. which are like, I think, like the first two spots on Rate Your Music's uh, chart, despite the fact that the black, new Black Midi album isn't even out yet. <laughs> But what's the uh, how does it go? Uh, always, always the bridesmaid, never the never the bride. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> maybe that maybe that'll be their uh, their experience yet again this year. I hope not because this is just such an excellent excellent record, and I hope that I hope I can see the attention it deserves because it definitely definitely deserves it. I, out of curiosity, I, how similar do you think Viagra Boys are to Ice Age? Because I, I've, I've never really listened to Viagra Boys. Um, but, like, sort of that post-punk label and, you know, just kind of makes me kind of antsy and, like, kind of anxious. Or, I'm not anxious, but, like, I don't know. Um, I honestly wouldn't compare them to okay. Ice Age. I, I think that they're probably closer to... Like Gorilla Toss or something? Uh, park, parquet Courts. Okay. But they are much, much more, much more, much more frequently danceable. Like Parquet Courts like has some danceable moments and it kind of is an underlying theme of their newer records. But, but you know, Viagra Boys is much more in your face. They're much snarkier. I think, uh, I think on the kind of the art punk spectrum, Viagra Boys is much more straightforward in a, in a, in a good way. Um, so have you noticed that the two of the best or you know widely considered the best like post-punk kind of like punk albums this year are by Viagra Boys and Petrol Girls <laughs> that is very interesting 
that also shout out that's a that's another good album yeah uh, that, that came out recently that, that was a fun listen we, we had that on in the car when we were coming back yeah. from uh, armageddon that was that was a good listen for sure that was a good one yeah um all right well um uh, we are way over time so uh, <laughs> let's uh i guess we will uh i guess thank you for listening and uh we'll be back next week all right bye bye